successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Get a hooter. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show here at 980 AM. Appreciate you joining me today via radio as well as if you're listening today on iTunes via podcast or at GrillNationShow.com. Appreciate you joining us again each and every week. Uh, it's going to be a great show today. And uh, you can always connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Also on social media on Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and Facebook. Just search for my name and I will connect with you on those platforms. Before we get to our awesome guest today, I'm uh, looking forward to this one. It's going to be a lot of fun. I want to thank our title sponsors of the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill. Those sponsors are Trust. MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Companies, and Ryan Rink. Contributors of the Grill Nation show include The Rieger and Jay Rieger & Co. Ryan Maybe is a guest co-host and on-air contributor. And the KCADC, the Kansas City Area Development Council. Both those contributors come on the show uh, bi-monthly or quarterly each year and do a lot to uh, uh, bring us some really cool guests and whatnot. So... Uh, we have a great show today. I'm excited to talk to Justin Meyer, who is with the KC Aviation Department. He is the Deputy Director of Aviation uh, for Marketing and Air Service Development. The website is flykci.com, and Justin is on Twitter at Justin Meyer KC. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thanks. Good to be here. Good to see you, man. Um, I noticed in your Twitter profile photo you have some World Cup fever like I do. Yeah, I, well, it might, none of my three picks made it past the group stage. So I'm noticing it, uh, that. kind of rough. You need to update that. Kind of rough. Until I kind of the kiss of death then, too. You know, I was like, well, you know, I kind of am in on Denmark, and then they didn't make it either. So I mentioned your Twitter because you, uh, at Justin Meyer KC, because you, uh, you're very active on Twitter. It's sure. one of the things you like to do. Yeah, it's a good conversation, right? Uh, I think there's a there's a good collection of uh, people that that love Kansas City, uh, that that are all uh, trying to promote what we're doing here in, in KC, and it's also in in the aviation world. It's a it's a good medium for for us to be, um, you know, have have eyes on what's happening. From sure, airlines all over the place. Check it out, yeah. and uh, and you also share some really cool stories and information. So, Justin, tell us about your background. I know you. Uh, We'll get to you what you do now, but kind of take us through the journey, man, because one of the things we like to do on the show before we kind of get to the nuts and bolts of the day-to-day and uh, Kansas City is really kind of talk about where the heck you came from and how'd you end up here. So right. so take us from, you know, from, you know, growing up, college. Right. Where, where, where were you at, man? Yeah, you bet. I wasn't here. Uh, I wasn't, I I wasn't I in the Midwest. Here. No, I'm, uh, I grew up on the East Coast. I was born uh, just outside Washington, D.C. on the Virginia side and lived almost all my life, grew up grew up there and it was, what was great, that like it was a great place to grow up i uh, really loved um the diversity mm-hmm. in that in fairfax county uh there's a lot of 
you know, I had diplomat kids, ambassadors kids, you know, in, in the public school system there. Yeah. Uh, I remember there was, uh, in my seventh grade shop class, there was a kid from Pakistan that was, you know, next to me in my class. And it's just like, whatever. So I, we didn't get that growing up. In no, the Northland. <laughs> it was a little bit different. And that's, and, and quite honestly, in the, in the Northland where I live now, that's one of the things that I, I miss the most as my kids are being raised. I just wish that, that, uh, that, that the diversity in the city was, was, um, was better. It's and, getting and better. Not so not so isolated. It's getting better. Yeah. But so you were in DC. I always wonder about that, you know, just because there's, like you said, there's so many people from so many different places I had a chance to, to work up there for a few summers and you meet people from all over the U S which is really cool. Right. And, uh, yeah, that, that would have been a cool experience. Yeah. It was really enjoyable and it was great to grow up in. We'll talk a little bit about my kind of fascination with history. I think through the course of this show and to be able to, uh, to, to take a fifth grade field trip to Gettysburg <laughs> and to walk around on, uh, you know, uh, on a civil war battlefield. And, uh, the, the, the nation's history is so focused on that part of the country. It's really it's neat to be, be able to just to walk up to Harper's Ferry and talk about, you know, uh, munitions depots that were destroyed during, a, during a civil war. I never, really thought, really I never really thought about that. Uh, great school, school kids in Washington, DC have a, plethora of field trips right that sixth they grade with their yeah, class. sixth grade we were at jamestown right you know, we go down <laughs> and talk about the nina marint uh nina the pinta and the santa maria you know and, and the initial colonization we go to williamsburg virginia and see all that stuff too so it was uh it was neat to to be part of the part of the the, the birthplace of our country Te- right teachers might have a little easier out there with uh curriculum <laughs> with, uh, with all with going on to events and whatnot so you did that and then you uh did you leave for school or would you get a college? I did. I, I, uh, I got into aviation probably sixth or seventh grade, um, to the point that even I, I'd bike from Vienna, which is where I was from in Virginia and bike on the WOD trail all the way down to, to, uh, to Washington national airport. Now it's Reagan airport. Um, one of my favorites. Yeah. One of uh, my favorites. I love where it's located. Yep. I love the simplicity of it. But I'd, I'd bike down there and, uh, and just watch planes fly over that little park there right on mm-hmm. the North side of the runway. Um, so I got into aviation pretty young as a kid and wanted to, uh, wanted to just to make a career of it. And, you know, when you're young, it's, you don't really see all the behind the scenes stuff. And I wanted to be in aviation. So I figured that meant I, I needed to become a pilot. So I went to college in Florida, mm. uh, Florida Tech in Melbourne, Florida and studied aviation, flew all through college, uh, like would take a, you know, a communications class and then would go to the airport and fly an airplane from, you know, Melbourne to Tampa and then back. And then, you know, do whatever. So that's pretty cool. It was, uh, it was neat. Um, I realized probably my junior year, I realized a couple of things. One, that there's a lot of other jobs in aviation besides being the pilot. Um, and two, I wasn't a great pilot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, there was, uh, I remember my complex, uh, commercial training on a, on an airplane that was, uh, had a, had a, a lot of horsepower to it. And it was one that, uh, I had, I can't remember what it was. We had weathered. I got signed off to solo and got, uh, you know, it was three weeks until I actually got to solo the airplane and had completely forgotten how to fly it. It was, uh, <laughs> it was just, uh, it was a racehorse that was, uh, that kind of taught me a lesson. Yeah. So, as soon as, as soon as I landed that flight, I was like, this isn't for me. And the lifestyle is really hard. Um, there will come to the reason I'm in Kansas City is a, is a girl like many guys in Kansas City that didn't come from here, but I met my wife, um, when we were in college together in Florida. And, uh, and I realized the was lifestyle, she a, was she a pilot, <laughs> no, she wasn't, um, she was studying environmental, environmental science and playing on the, the collegiate volleyball team there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the, just, uh, you know, 
the opportunity to, to stay in aviation is, is, is really good. And, and, uh, came back here, um, following yeah. graduation and, and actually started with Vanguard airlines. So, so you so, made, so the girlfriend brought you here after college. Yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. That's right. And you immediately got a job with uh, Vanguard. Uh huh. That's right. Uh, and working then, in this building. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. It hasn't been, uh, up. What? Maybe it was it's a different a, floor. Was it? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's been updated maybe a little bit since then. Um, what were you doing for them? A little bit of everything. I started as an intern the summer before my senior year of college and then had a job offer coming out uh, and did pricing and revenue management, uh, scheduling, charter sales. We actually chartered the University of Kansas football team one year, and that was uh, that was really fun to fly around with them. Um, we even saw them win a game in Lubbock. So. <laughs> Justin Meyer is our guest on Grill Nation show today. Uh, Justin, when we come back from the break, we're going to have a longer segment. I want to talk to you about kind of when you started at the uh, Kansas City Aviation Department. And I believe on your journey, you went back to Florida uh, for a few years, talk about that experience, and then how you were recruited to come back here uh, into your current position, which is the Deputy Director of Aviation Marketing and Air Service Development. Obviously, you've been very active recently with new flight paths and a uh, new terminal. So we'll talk about that as well. You're listening to the Grill Nation show here at 980 AM. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM, KMBZ, and on iTunes and via podcast. Uh, talking to Justin Meyer, who I will post a photo of us today and also post on my social media. He is with the KC Aviation Department. He is on Twitter at Justin Meyer KC. Justin, you mentioned you got to Kansas City because of a woman. You worked for the Vanguard Airlines. Vanguard Airlines, yeah. Is it, is this still around or no? No, no, no. Shut, the airline shut down summer of, uh, of 2002. In fact, we're coming up on that, uh, that anniversary was July, if I recall correctly. You went on to, uh, Airtran and then to, uh, the KC Aviation Department. So talk about that. You obviously started there. It looks like you were there for about six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you left again and went back to Florida, right? Yeah, that's right. So I came, uh, came here in 2000 and, uh, would have been 2006. Uh, started with the the city of Kansas City, Missouri, which which oversees the Kansas City Aviation Department, where the aviation department's an enterprise fund. Uh, as the uh, manager of, of air service development, so that's a really interesting career that that uh, have I kind of fell into. Mm-hmm. Um, at Vanguard, we talked a little bit about that, but at, at AirTran, I was also a schedule planner. So mm-hmm. uh, airline would take delivery of two new airplanes a month and. Somebody had to figure out where to put them, right? Mm. Where where can we take these multi-million dollar assets um, and where can we make money? And so that was really my role there is trying to put together uh, flight schedules. Um, you know, what's the earliest you can have a flight out of Moline, Quad Cities, to go to Florida? You know, is 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 5.30 too early or does it need to be 7? You know, because if you if it's if it's 5.30, you can get some more flying out of that airplane and you can make some more money, right? Mm-hmm. So I did that for a while and then uh, we started having kids and um, yeah, the, the work-life balance wasn't quite right. So I uh, came, uh, wanted to be closer to home and, uh, and, and came back to Kansas City and became the, became the airport 
talking to the airlines as the uh, which is the person that I used to be. So I was able to speak that language on mm. revenue per available seat mile and inside turns and all the scheduling lingo that that uh, that the airlines are considering as they're building their building their schedules. So you did that, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll we'll jump for fast forward here though. Uh, you went back to Florida. Yeah. Uh, so in um, gosh, that would have been 2012. 2012 yeah. Like, the yeah. Uh, uh, Tampa there was, area. Yeah, went to Tampa. There was an opportunity to uh, to join a team that was a bit a bit of a dream team, right? This head head airport guy Joe Lupano from Dallas brought over some of his team, and uh, they were Tampa was an airport is an airport in Florida that at the point was really underserved from air service, and so there was a great opportunity to go there and get them ramped up. And so we had a lot of air service success, got their first ever nonstop flight to Latin America with Copa, uh, worked to get Alaska, uh, to fly between Tampa and Seattle. And I was involved in the, um, the preliminary part of the negotiations with, um, between Tampa airport and Lufthansa, mm-hmm. which is now a, a flight that's doing really, really well. So they've, uh, they've, they got continued a new, their new, new terminal there. Uh, they've, they've Fairly done new. about a billion dollar project, um, their terminal actually, in terms of terminal design, opened the same year we did, but did a completely different strategy where we did this, the very unique drive to gate design. They built a kind of a central hub with, with, with concourses attached via trams. So, uh, their central, their central terminal is still the same, but they've demolished and rebuilt, um, air sides as they call them, the yeah. concourses. I was just there, to. uh, two years ago, I think it was. I was. What'd you think? Pretty impressed. Yeah, it's it's super super convenient. I know a lot of people say that nobody can be more convenient than Kansas City. Very convenient. One of my favorite things about Tampa is the short term parking is in fact right on top of the terminal, so you can park right on top, go right down, jump on a tram, and be at your gate in in no time. It's really easy. Yeah, it was very uh, a lot of fish, a lot of fish <laughs> tanks in that airport. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it was cool. It was very open. Um, came back to Kansas City to your current position. What was that? What, what? Why did you make that decision? Come well, I, I, uh, I believe we can build the terminal, and uh, <laughs> and I wanted to be part. She of She saw that. It as an opportunity. Yeah, huge opportunity, um, and a, and a great fit for uh, the 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 direction that our city's going. Uh, there's so much that that we're we're accomplishing, um, growing up as a city, and it's it's kind of silly to think that you know a decision that was made in the mid 1960s and a style that was designed in the late 1960s and opened in 1970 would still be the best uh for for now so it's been uh it's been a challenge i've been back for 4 years and we've definitely had highs and lows um but we're moving forward we had a positive vote in november we've got a, a really good uh group that we're partnered with to design and and construct a new terminal and mm-hmm. while we haven't broken ground yet it's uh it's coming yeah, and, and it's been, is. uh, definitely is, is something I wanted to be part of. Hey man, if you look back five years ago, I mean, you wouldn't think you'd get a new air, new terminal here and, uh, it's going to happen. So that's exciting for you. We made big progress. So yeah, it's, for sure. uh, we were so thankful for everybody that's taken the time to become educated on, on airports. It's not, not a typical thing that you'd want to get smart on. Right. But it's really the, the financing and operation of an airport is, it's confusing. Who pays for it? How does it work? You know why there's not a direct relationship between airport costs and, and airfare. Uh, there's you know you build a new runway doesn't mean you get more flights, right? So there's there's all sorts of uh, assumptions that people have that that for the most part none of them are actually true. I want to talk about. I actually am concerned about what you actually do at the KCAD. Okay. Um. What what do you what do you do every day? Like what what's what. What do, what do people know about KCAD? What should they know? Um, because off air we were talking about if there's uh, flights are canceled, 
I mean, yeah. you guys get negative press, never get right. emails, negative right. calls, negative tweets. So the, I think, like I just, I just need to let, let's let's take the listeners through like what the KCAD's actual sh- role sure. is. So again, I mentioned enterprise fund of the city of Kansas City, Missouri. So the city of Kansas City, Missouri oversees um, the airport, the airport, which is unique, right? Um, it's kind of unique. It, Atlanta manage the city of Atlanta manages the Hartsfield, okay. um, but. It's we've seen a move towards regional um, towards regional authorities, and when I was in Tampa, the Hillsborough County Reg- Airport Authority manages Tampa International Airport. Um, then there's pros and cons for for both. Um, I think the interesting thing with with Kansas City, Missouri managing our airport uh, is is that the majority of our users actually come from the state of Kansas. So, yeah, so there's lots of... Lots I don't of, like to hear that, yeah, but a that, Missouri that, guy, but right. we'll take it. We'll but take it. It's a regional place here now. Right. So it's, um, you know, I, I think that that's a, that conversation is, is one for a, a, another time. I really want to get focused on getting this terminal done and, mm-hmm. and a conversation about changing the governance of, of airport ownership. That's, now's not the time for that. We've, we've got enough challenges <laughs> moving forward on the, on the terminal project. Mm-hmm. So, so aviation department. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, part of the city of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I mentioned enterprise fund. There's also the water department is the other enterprise fund of the mm-hmm. city of Kansas City, Missouri, and mm-hmm. and that means that both of those departments don't touch the city taxpayer general fund, right? So, if you pay property tax or pay a, a e-tax, that goes into a pot. Aviation and water don't touch that. Okay. And so that, that, that promise of there's no risk to taxpayers on the new terminal project, that is true because we are an enterprise fund and the revenue that we use to run the aviation department is from airport users only, be it passengers or tenants or airlines themselves that pay us when they land airplanes. So we've got about 400, 450 employees in the, avi- in the aviation department and uh, everything from finance to uh, commercial development to uh, airport maintenance, airport operations, lighting and facilities. I mean, we do bus drivers. We've got we've got jobs for just about every different type of employee. You also uh, provide air services at the Charles B. Wheeler downtown airport. That's right. So, aviation department oversees both MCI and MKC. We can uh, hopefully fly through there one day when we have private planes. Yeah, right. I've done yeah. that one time. Have you? One it's time. On I, I've flown out of a. So uh, went to Cuba years ago, and uh, the guy that we went to Miami with had a private plane, his That's business. Right. So I actually got a chance to do that. That was pretty cool. Land and you know flying out of there with the city views, right? It's pretty awesome. Um, I'll take your word for it. But, Still uh, on my but list. now I just run around the, <laughs> run around the downtown <laughs> airport, marathon training or, or half marathon training. You know that, sure. that's uh, it's, it's a good loop. If it's not sunny, right. there's no trees. Right. Uh, very uh, good loop uh, to run through. So you guys obviously operate that as well. And like you mentioned. Um, this is an enterprise fund of KCMO, and so it's supported by airport user charges. Uh, no general tax revenues are used for administration, promotion, operation, and maintenance of the airports in the system. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, when it snows, what happens? Yeah. So uh, we've got uh, the the crew that that are our field maintenance team, right? That's out there uh, cutting grass and and doing work in the in the in the summer. They're they're plowing in the winter. So um, we've luckily had had pretty decent. Uh, Decent weather the last couple of winters, but it's always interesting yeah, what do because I do, there's though? what do I do? My flight has been canceled. I want to tweet at Justin Meyer right. KC and this people sucks. do. All right, and people do. Um, I can't help you, um, but I'll listen to you. The uh, who controls the, that? So the 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 best way to to talk about the relationship between the airport and our tenants, our airlines, or our concessionaires, 
whatever. It's really similar to a shopping mall. I work for the company that owns the mall. Mm-hmm. Our job is to pave the parking lot, plow the parking lot, make sure there's security uh, in there, make sure the lights are on, and manage negotiations with tenants as they come and they go. Mm-hmm. Um, does uh, Ann Taylor Loft need more space? Let's figure that out. That's really our role. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get to fly for free because I'm not an airline employee, right? The airline employees get to enjoy those benefits. So, Man, I was really hoping you'd bring some flight tickets in here <laughs> <Sorry>. for us. Sorry, <laughs> but that's uh, that's really I think the the easiest way to help people that understand how that how that works is the airlines make their own decisions on how much to sell a ticket for or or what kind of product they should just like just like the loft, you know, should we sell this? Should we sell that? How much should it be? The, all those decisions are made by by the airlines uh, that are doing business in Kansas City. Um, our job is just to provide a, a place for them to do good business. Mm-hmm. And that means plowing the, plowing the runways in the winter, make sure the airport's open. If somebody makes an operational decision and says, you know, we're not going to fly this flight in because we think the weather's going to get worse. Or if that plane that's coming in from Chicago comes to Kansas City and then there's a blizzard in Denver, so we're not even going to fly the plane in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those are all the operational decisions the airlines make. Just and, and it's gotten it's gotten better in especially in the world of technology. Oh, yeah. um, it used to be that when when we'd have a a big storm, that media would show up to try to re, you know find the crowds. There aren't crowds anymore because when a flight gets canceled, your phone vibrates and there it says go. stay home. Justin Meyer is our guest. We'll be right back after the break with more Girl Nation. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation Show, 980 AM, KMBZ. Also, I appreciate you joining me if you're listening today via iTunes, via podcast, or at grillnationshow.com, where you can find all of our uh, information, our shows that we've aired in the past. You can listen to them and all of our social media contact info. We're talking to Justin Meyer today. He's on Twitter at Justin Meyer KC's the deputy director of aviation at the Kansas uh, Aviation Department. Uh, very active on Twitter, very active in the local community. Justin, we've been talking about kind of your background, what you guys do over there at the Kansas City Aviation Department. Uh, let's talk about the growth. So you recently flew to Iceland. So that's a new new flight we have. It's gotten a ton of media publicity. You yep. actually took that trip. Were you mm-hmm. on the first one? Yeah, I was on the inaugural flight. I took my twelve year old son with me. How I was bought that, him man? a ticket? Tell it was spectacular. I mean, it was it was emotional for me. Uh, that negotiation with that particular airline took place over about a nine year period and kind of got escalated very quickly towards the end. But it was nine years of com- of conversations of telling Iceland Air about Kansas City and why the. The, the hub that they operate in Iceland is a good fit uh, for all of our transatlantic passengers and our, how that's all grown and what Kansas City is and trying to get them up to speed on on the opportunities. Changes so, everything when you have a direct to Europe. It's, it does. It really does. And and we'll see that as the as the data starts coming in, that, that there's a stimulative effect of convenience. How right? many people fly to Europe uh, each day from KCI? Annualized, it's about 300. Um, each day? Each day, annualized. But we also know in the summer that that's, it, it peaks, right? So it's probably closer to 500 uh, in, the su- in the peak summer. And we know that's that ins- our... That's amazing. Yeah, it is spectacular. And we also know that our catchment area is much bigger. You start thinking about, well, if you have the convenience of a nonstop flight or an easy one-stop or a low-cost flight like Iceland Air is... 
you know, you're starting to pull people from Omaha. You're starting to pull people from Des Moines and Wichita. And mm-hmm. so that number becomes closer to six, seven hundred. In fact, the first the first group that came through the security checkpoint for that Iceland Air inaugural, guess where they're from? Arkansas. Arkansas, okay. Arkansas. They had driven four hours, five hours up from Arkansas to get on that flight because they thought the fare was compelling and the flight schedule worked for them. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, so that just changes everything because you think about all the all those times you fly to Chicago, Minneapolis, New York, L.A. to do an international flight. Right. God, it's just it's just a complicated mess. I think the biggest I think the biggest convenience is the return flight because you're clearing customs and CBP here, yeah, at home. So when I book a flight and I'm, I'm, I've got a, 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 another Europe trip that I'm looking at right now. So I'm putting together what are my itineraries are and anything less than 90 minutes or two hours even at Dulles or Chicago. I, if that, if the layover is less than that coming back home, you never know. You never know how long security is going to take, even if, or, or, or CBP is going to take, even if you have your global entry or uh, mobile passport or whatever, you, you never know. You never mm-hmm. know. Last time I was through Chicago, the the tram that connects the uh, the International Rivals Building to the other terminals was was out of service. So it makes more sense almost to fly from Iceland. If you're, let's say, I'm in Rome and I fly to Rome for uh, vacation, I haven't done that ever. But yeah, uh, you, you 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 it makes it a lot easier. Well, when you're when you're home, no matter if there's twenty people in front of you or 120 people in front of you at passport control in Kansas City, when you're through, you're done. You get in your car or you call your friend and you just go home. Yeah. It's not, there's, you loot, you completely no eliminate yeah. that stress of, I wonder if I'm going to make my connection because this thing that I can't control is, it becomes no longer a factor. So I think that that's, that's the biggest convenience of, of the flight is, is how easy it is to, to clear customs here in Kansas City and just get in your car and go what home. What are some other, uh, new destinations you're excited about that we have at, uh, Gosh, we've added a ton. Um, Raleigh was one of the ones that was our largest unserved market, uh, and that uh, we added two airlines. That's pretty incredible. You're saying that was the one that people wanted the most. It was was underserved. The most, the largest city without service. So it was about a hundred passengers a day between Kansas City and Raleigh, and no nonstop service. So we had been working for quite a while with a couple different carriers on that. Just just crazy though. Like think about that. If you're a Kansas City and you think we're a small town. There's a hundred people every day that are trying to get to Raleigh. Yeah, that that just blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. So American or uh, I'm sorry, Frontier and Southwest started that one uh, in April. Uh, we've got Frontier starting Jacksonville, which is another one of our top unserved. Uh, we've got uh, good news in that our, our one of our one of our other new airlines, and we've added four in the last year. Um, but Vacation Express has just told us that they're going to come back and operate another uh, another peak season uh, pattern to. Uh, Punta Cana in the Dominican mm. Republic. I've been there. Want to go? Yeah, also on there. my list. Yes. So that's a, friends have been there and they love it. That's a good one. Um, and that's a direct flight, nonstop flight. Oh, yeah. Wow. And there is a difference between direct and nonstop. There so is. we'll Let's jump right in jump, on this. Jump if that's into okay. Because that, so, during the airport campaign, I learned this from yeah, you. I think. Right. What is the difference? So the difference direct means you're going to get there on the same flight number. A nonstop means there are no other stops in between. And so if you remember, kind of Southwest Airlines 15, 20 years ago, they would have. You know, single flight numbers that go from Baltimore to Oakland, California, but with six stops in between. That's a direct flight. You could fly from Baltimore to Oakland on a direct flight that doesn't change its flight number, but still have five stops in between. A nonstop. You really want a nonstop flight. You really want a nonstop (laughs) flight. (laughs) So we need to start making sure everyone says nonstop. Uh, That's interesting. That's, that's one of those, those things that just, 
people started saying yeah. and it just caught right. on, right? Yeah. It's, and, you know, it, I'm also on the crusade for it's a, it's a new terminal, not a new airport. Oh, and yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever. Better KCI. I, I don't, know, don't know if I'll ever be successful on getting people. I to make that mistake that. still sometimes. Yep. Um, very cool. So we're growing, we're growing. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, you we've mentioned had, many new airlines. Gosh, we've had four years of pa- year over year passenger growth. Uh, with one month, I think the the month that there was a hurricane that hit Florida and a hurricane that hit Houston, uh, September of last year was our was now. A down is month, that a but, national trend? Uh, yeah, sure? okay. yeah, it is. So, um, so we, we got to continue to get. We better. do. Yeah, we're we're growing, but we've also been passed. Right. So it was five years ago that we were uh, a bigger in terms of passenger volume, bigger than Austin. We've been passed. I think we've been passed by. San Jose, California. We're about to be passed by Sacramento. We're about to be passed by Raleigh, or maybe that happened last year. So we've been growing, but we haven't been growing at the same rate. And then, you know, it comes back to what we heard from our airlines in April of 2016 when they sat in front of city council and said, look, Southwest intentionally doesn't connect passengers here because it's such a bad experience. Mm-hmm. Or we're doing that elsewhere. And so that's all the business that we're missing out on. Sure, it's been great so, to grow, so if but we, we could be at a, at a, when at a greater When we're done clip. with the airport, the new terminal, um, that changes everything. That changes everything for Southwest and these people because then they can't say that anymore. Yeah, that's people right. People want you, you the, provide, the coolest, provide, a, faci- provide a facility with enough places to sit and enough bathrooms, which I don't think anyone can argue that we, we have that today, <laughs> no. right? We don't have that. We don't no. have the space for it, right? We don't have um, the bathrooms, that's for sure. So you you when you're a connecting passenger, you want to get off the plane, you want to walk around, you want to use the bathroom, and sometimes you want to find something to eat. And we don't deliver on any, any of those, those. which and is so, crazy to me yeah. that we still get flights yeah and so well we're a, mostly a point of origin kansas city or a destination kansas city with very little through traffic coming through i yeah. was actually coming home from uh from portland oregon and on a southwest flight and sitting next to a guy who was uh going on to indianapolis and he's like i've never been to kansas city before what do you, what what should i do what should i see i said well first and foremost don't follow people outside of the security checkpoint because then you'll have to go through security again he's like what it's like, yeah, it's like right there. You know, if you get off the airplane and walk another 20 feet, you're going to be outside the secure area and then you'll have to go back through. He's like, well, I don't want to do that. And I was like, well, then, you know, get your, get oriented before you just follow the, follow the, follow the group. So yeah. you might, uh, he was lucky to be sitting by you. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> that is great. Uh, Justin Meyer is with us today. He's the deputy uh, director of the uh, Kansas City Aviation Department. His, his uh, Twitter is at Justin Meyer KC. Great follow for uh, new flights here in Kansas City. Uh, what other airports are doing to grow, uh, great civic, uh, updates, if you will, with what's going on with the new airport, new terminal. Thank you. Caught myself. Um, what is your, uh, what is your favorite airport out there right now in the U.S. and abroad? Just uh, curious that you know, if you, if you could, if you could build anything. I really like, I really like the new Love Field, uh, that Dallas built, uh, that's the, what the kind of what Kansas down there. City has and kind of a, said. We need to have something like this, yeah, but better. We, but better. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there's everyone involved in that process knows some of the things that they messed up on. Some of the gate areas needed to be bigger. Um, uh, the, uh, the bathrooms, there's not enough bathrooms. They didn't put enough in there. And, and airplanes got bigger for Southwest, right? The, their biggest planes went from 143 to 175. So you put, you know, you put 10 planes on the ground and there's all of a sudden 300 more people than you expected, mm-hmm. you know, maybe when you were putting that together. So, uh, the thing that I'm, I, I like, I like Tampa. We talked about that. I like Portland, the airport I was just Never in really feels local. I mean, the, the, the concession program there is just absolutely true Portland. Um, weird (laughs) right well that's what we're going to hopefully do with our concession and we will new Uh new terminal yeah bring in some more competition and and get um get some true kansas city uh, flavor to it and the 
one of the issues we have right now in a very linear terminal design in the two terminals that we have is, you know, we've got to just continue to repeat the same thing because there's not one central area where if you're looking for Starbucks, this is where you go for the Starbucks. We've got seven or eight Starbucks over two terminals. That's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Where's the, you know, where's the barbecue place? Right. We've got one and you can only access it if you're flying Southwest. It, it doesn't make sense. So mm-hmm. we'll be able to do a lot better on the concession program. Um, and I really like, uh, I like Austin, Texas. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that there's, there. there's there. going to be a lot of similarities between that, the arrival into the Austin, Texas airport and what we're going to do here with a double level roadway separating arrivals, arriving traffic and departing traffic, mm-hmm. a parking garage that's right there. Um, yeah, plenty of space that, on the lower yeah. level, plenty of space on the top level in the, in the ticket counter area. So it's, uh, the arrivals were on the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad you, claims on the lower level. Yep. And then you go up, uh, at Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll do something very similar. And that's the neat, that's been the really neat part of this project is we're able to take the, you know, the well, I love this, I love this Austin. and I love this and, and put it all together. And we've got the support of our airlines to, to keep going on that. So it's, uh, it's been really that's fun cool. to be involved in so far. That's really cool. Uh, and you know, it's about time that we did something like that uh, because, you know, I, I, you got to have pride in your city. And so when the first thing that you notice when you fly in here is a, a, a no offense, uh, a disaster uh, as far as aesthetics and mm. um, it, it, it does make an impact. Um, I know when I fly into cities that have great airports and they have modern, cool amenities, you're kind of like, wow, like I never would have thought name your city. I never would have thought, you know, I was in Little Rock. They have mm-hmm. a great airport. I would never would have thought like. Some of these cities have great airports. So I'm excited to have a new terminal here at in Kansas City and at KCI. We're talking to Justin Meyer. Uh, We're going to have him back on the show for one final segment. Time is flying here on Grill Nation. Hope you're enjoying the show. I want to pick his brain a little bit more about some other airports and uh, have some fun as well. You're listening to Grill Nation. Final segment today on the Grill Nation show. Appreciate you joining us today on 980 AM and on iTunes. I'm with Justin Meyer. He's uh, the with the aviation department. He's the deputy director. We haven't had him on the show before, which is shocking. We've done over 165 shows at Grill Nation and probably over 200 to 300 at Entrepreneur KC. Uh, I'd like to have him on uh, as we move through this process with the new terminal. But uh, let's have some more fun here today talking about some of your favorite airports. Um, what is your favorite uh, city in the U.S. you travel to? I know she travel a lot, so I want to know, like, what, if if somebody's uh, listening, what's a cool city they should t- to go to in a summer vacation? Or you know, a, I had a I had a blast in Portland. That was last month, and I, I I've love never it. been there. I thought about running the uh, marathon there, but uh, just to see the city. I met the mayor at a function I was at. How about that uh, in Austin at South by? Okay, cool dude. I mean, it was it, it seems like a great place. Yeah, it, it you know I, the, for a lot of the same reasons I love Kansas City. Kansas City's the right size for me, right? Yeah, it, it, Portland's like that. Portland's not Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's got some of the same kind of cool weather that's nice, and it's got a little bit of that more sun, maybe Pacific Northwest feel. But <laughs> yeah. it's 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 a small city, and uh, and so I really enjoy I enjoy those. But I gosh, it's hard to it's hard to pick one that you know I I just go there all the time because I I love the journey. I love to see you know see something new every time I, I'm somewhere. Um, what is a destination that you want to get from the airport? Perfect world, new terminals built, 
You're working your uh, butt off. I know you probably some of it you can't talk about, but what is a destination that you'd love to have Kansas City have access to on a nonstop? We've been talking. I told you it's been nine years on the Iceland Air piece, right? And and so we're not stopping mm-hmm. uh, talking to European carriers about uh, about opportunities in Kansas City. Our, of course, our goal right now is to make sure Iceland Air works, and and we're encouraging everybody that cares about you know Kansas City's connectivity to um, to the Europe. I, you can't wait. Don't go to the lake every summer until I get you a nonstop flight to to you know whatever city in France you want to go to because mm-hmm. that's not how it works. We've got to we got to prove we got to show the airlines that we support the service as it comes in, and that's how growth happens. So if you're thinking it's about a trip to Europe, I need you to go and I need you to fly Iceland Air because <laughs> um, we got to make that work. Well, yeah, I mean, but if there's that, 500 people in the summer flying. I mean, at some point they're going to reach capacity, right? But but to, to answer your question, I I I'm a I'm a German uh, soccer fan, right? So I like the Bundesliga, and I'd I'd love to have a nonstop flight into uh, into Germany. And we're talking to a couple carriers, and I'll actually be over in Germany with um with Visit KC doing a sales promoting Kansas City, doing a sales trip with them um, in August. So just next month, we'll be over there. Um, Very nice. Hit been a couple, to Munich to the uh, beer gardens yeah. in Munich when I was in college, and. Uh, Enjoyed it. Flew into Frankfurt, I believe. Mm-hmm. Lufthansa. Lufthansa. Yeah. So uh, my favorite, my favorite breweries, uh, the world's oldest brewery is actually five kilometers from the Munich airport. So if I can give myself a four-hour layover there, I can usually lift, gotta a, love, lift gotta, a quick stein. Gotta love Germany. Gotta love Belgium too. Mm-hmm. Great yep. beer over there in Belgium. Yep. Um, okay. So those are some things we're going to work on. What about pretty much uh, on the uh, domestic front? We're covered, right? What, are there any non-stops you want to increase? Uh, I'd love to see some some additional frequencies into some you know some of the markets like uh, like Washington D.C. Um, oh yeah, or uh, you know, I, but I, the markets will they'll kind of grow in California themselves, would be right? Nice for me, we and we had Orange County is probably one of our top, and there's there's a lot of those when you know when you say well if we had a facility that connected passengers better, it would make my conversations with an airline like Southwest a lot easier that I could say hey look you know. Sacramento, Orange County, San uh, San Jose, like all of those. If you carry the local passengers plus some beyond passengers, you know you can make a lot of those market markets work with the connections that we can't do on local. So Cleveland as well, um, Columbus. Well, LeBron's leaving there, so I don't know. He might have as many flights. People <laughs> want to rocks. fly out to LA. They say it rocks. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What's your favorite innovation you've seen recently, internationally? U.S. Like, what's an airport that's been recently built? I mean, you know, obviously a lot of these are pie in the sky. Maybe in Asia, mm-hmm. uh, I've flown to Asia, uh, Japan. That was an experience, man. What a crazy airport that was. But right. um, is there anything that just like you saw that was like, holy crap, that is so freaking cool? The I really appreciate the new, and they're not just in in overseas. There's, in fact, I saw one in, in Newark. The new security checkpoint um, systems that they have, where uh, there's kind of five, you pull a bin from the bottom and set it on the top. Have you seen those yet? Mm-mm. So you pull, there's, there's like five positions and footprints. So you, there's five different people can be unloading at the same time. You pull a bin out, you set it on top, you take off your belt, you take off your shoes, take out your laptop, liquids, whatever. And when that bin's full, you push it forward onto the, onto the moving, um, x-ray belt mm-hmm. and then you pull out another one and finish. So if, if you know, I got to see this you, in a video now. If you knew, Every, where everything is in your, in your backpack, right? So you're in and out and you're quick. You're not slowed down by the three people that are in front of you that are struggling to take off their boots with giant metal buckles, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, you once you put all your stuff, you just go walk right through. So that's absolutely something that we're going to We need to have that, the forward. new terminal. Um, so you're not, you know, you get to kind of media yourself. There's And there's so much in technology. Uh, in self, I, I got on a plane 
I got on a plane in Europe without using, without talking to anybody, right? Everything was on my phone. I went through security, boom, done. Uh, got to the gate. They said, now boarding group three. And I walked up to, to an automated gate and put my phone down and it went boop and opened and I walked on and then sat down. And the first person that talked to me was, was the flight crew and they said, you know, make sure your phone's in airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Meyer is with us. We've got three minutes left. Uh, those are cool innovations. Is there any amenities that you uh, really enjoy at airports? A favorite amenity? Gosh, so you know, I because everyone's like all these women that I talk to when they're in the airport process. Like I gotta have a nail salon in the, in the airport. I gotta have a place I can get my hair cut. Right. And like people that are business travelers think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they don't. They don't. You don't think about that unless you're traveling every week. Like, hey, I want to do these little things. It's not always about shopping. Right. Uh, what is that? I mean, what, is, is there anything you see? It's that's changing. Cool? And that's yeah. the neat part is it, it's constantly evolving. Um, less barber shops, but, um, but I wasn't, when I was in on that Portland trip, I, you know, I, cause I see airports differently, right? I'll go to the airport two hours early or three hours early just to walk around and see everything and try to figure out how, how different parts work. They had, um, uh, Providence, uh, medicine or Providence Medical Group mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. is big up in big the there, Pacific yep, Northwest. Yep. They have a they have a walk in clinic in the airport. Mm. So don't have time to get your flu shot. Don't have time to you know get checked out. Like that is so do that, cool. Do that right there behind security and everything. So you you know flights delayed so an if hour. You're traveling a lot. You're not feeling that well. You need a a Z pack to get you through the week. <laughs> <laughs> they can hook you up. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not. I'm not in on on nail salons, so probably not that for me. But I love saying getting, women. I love, love that. Stuff. I love getting outside. Uh, and I was in Zurich, and they've got an airfield observation. You want that uh, airfield observation day with you know the, all sorts of signage about this is what these are who the airplanes are. They the coolest thing, and I hope we can replicate this. Is this, they had this little box in the corner, you could press a button, and it would start piping. Um, Live air traffic control. So you can just sit there and listen as you're seeing everything move around in the orchestration of kids, airplanes. Kids would love that. Oh, like, well, or grown up kids like me, kids right? Like you. I, I was totally geeked out. Speaking of voice, Justin, we got a minute left. Uh, when was the first time you flew into where? Gosh, I in don't your, remember. In your life. I don't remember. You don't remember? No, I, of an aviation kid. We traveled a lot. Uh, I remember fl- my, in a weird twist, my grandmother actually uh, lived on Table Rock Lake. So I remember early, one of my earliest flight memories was flying out of Washington on a Ozark flight, going to St. Louis and then flying from um, St. Louis to Springfield on an Ozark DC-9 mm-hmm. where we probably had full meal service, right, on a 30 What about flight. your kids? Uh, How old were they when they first took their flight? Or, well, I mean, in, infants. I uh, I took my first flight to Florida to Orlando to okay. go to is that Disney World or yeah. Disneyland Disney I, World Disney there. World when I was about five I remember that uh, I don't know if I threw up in that flight I can't remember but I know I got airplane sick it was a lot of fun it's still amazing the thing that gets me <laughs> the thing that gets me is I'm I am in my right job I love I love airplanes and I I I am still amazed when a plane takes off and I'm sitting there and you feel the the, tra- the weight transition from the wheels to the wings it's it's the most incredible thing. I can't believe that in two generations we figured out how to fly through the sky. It's pretty awesome, man. Justin Meyer has been our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Justin Meyer KC. Justin, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, as we move on with the new terminal, I'd love to have you on to update us on progress uh, as we move through the upcoming years, my friend. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for thanks for coming on. And I hope you enjoyed Grill Nation show this week. Have a great day, and we'll see you again soon. Take care. Yeah.